I'm Mitch. I'm Keith. And this is the Layman's Layman's Term Term Show. The Layman's Term Show, where a couple lay people, not not clergy, clergy, talk about where life and faith intersect and have some fun conversations. Hey, welcome back. Here we are again at the Layman's Term. So we wanted to uh, kick off today with uh, wrapping up our our talks on um, on heroes on a mission. Yep. Talking about heroes, villains, victims, and today guides. Guides. Talking about guides. Yeah, you have to have. A, if you're going to have a hero, you have to have a guide that will that helps the hero. In Nobody's some way. born the hero. Nobody's born the hero. Got to become they the hero. They have to be. They have to be molded and shaped oh. into uh, a hero, right? That's right. So, uh, and we're looking at um, all this through the lens of the story of Moses, right? So, uh, we've looked at we've looked at him in the different kind of angles and the groups, um, and so obviously. Uh, you could claim Moses was a guide for the Hebrew people. Yeah. But how did Moses become, you know, like who he is, right? He had obviously because had being to have that some guide help. was a heroic move. Yep. yep. And with that, um, enters Jethro. Not only an awesome name, a great yeah. hillbillies character, yeah. and his father in law. His father in law. So his father in law kind of comes and visits, right? Is in town, is like, hey, I'm going to stop by. See how things are going. Um, it's kind of early on in in the in the process, right? Um, and so Moses is trying to deal with, you know, he's kind of the leader, the de facto leader. Everybody's looking at him for, you know, ad- ad- advice or you know, if there was a squabble, you know, like, hey, you killed my chicken. No, that was my chicken. Whatever. He was the only um, judge. He was the only judge that could help mediate, uh, and he was spending his whole day mediating disputes and not really doing anything else right from dusk to dawn um and so moses's father-in-law comes in and says oh i have the quote this is great oh, okay i was gonna uh, go i was gonna go new style on it like, you bro, go, you go new style bro. on it and i'll read the actual yeah yeah so he comes in and he goes hey bro like what you're doing no bueno dude you can't do this you don't have, you don't have enough time you're gonna wear yourself out can't do it now the Bible actually says, uh, pretty much what you just said, yeah. except they use, uh, and I don't know whether bueno, whether the Spanish is closer no bueno. to the original um, than the English, but the English translation, what you're doing is not good, or no bueno, no bueno. Um, you and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Yeah, so you can't do it alone. Trying to and have you ever been in that position where you have this ginormous task to do, and you're just you're just tackling it alone? Hey, can I be real for a minute yeah. about well, like like uh, you're fake most of the other time? No, I just mean like uh, <laughs> open and okay. like self. Um, what's what, uh, uh, being critical of my like sure good good perspective good yeah. internal yeah. intro? Can I be may introspective? Would you allow me to be introspective for a moment? Feel free. Um, my knee-jerk reaction when someone says, um, not good, you can't handle it, you're only going to wear yourself out, this work is too heavy, you can't handle it alone. No, I'll show you. 
watch me. <laughs> <laughs> watch me now. Watch me now. So yeah, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. I think that's the that's the that's not good. Like the I think at this point Moses has probably been saying, Watch me. Yeah. Um a lot. Yeah. To get to the point where Jethro's finally like, dude, you get it? You can't do it yeah. alone. He's probably not saying you're going to wear yourself out. He's probably saying you've been worn out. You are worn out. Yeah. You, you can't keep it up. Switch it up. You Let's do something different. Yeah. So, um, story. Story. Oh, we When we bought our house we realized there was some water, standing water in the backyard where it shouldn't be, right? It would take days. You know, light rain would take days to, you know, funnel out. So we got a, um, I can't remember if we got a half a dump truck or a full dump truck full of dirt, right? Bring it in, dumped it in a big pile, and, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to put it out and mm-hmm. kind of level it and all that kind of stuff. And uh, my father-in-law was going to come over and help. Okay. Okay. But he wasn't going to come over to like, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 o'clock, right? You know. And so I was like, I can do this, right? And so, like, I mean, I got up at like 4 a.m. I was out there with a shovel and a wheelbarrow. I didn't yep. get very far by myself. This is a time that, you know, and I think a lot of projects are that way. A lot of home improvement projects, you know, where you just get it in your mind. You're going to do X, Y, or Z. And you think that you can do it, and then you realize, dude, I can't do this. You know, like I need equipment, or you know, mm-hmm. you, you do that would save you time, right? Yeah. So, like digging a digging a trench or something like that, right? Like you 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 can do it with a shovel, but like, do you want to spend five weeks doing it, or would you rather have a guy come in with a with a you know bobcat or back home? There you go. Now you got a you got a, a yep. ditch, right? So. I think that that happens a lot to us, right? Where we think we can we can handle stuff and um, all the time. All yeah, the here, time. Here's my example. I had a, like a 14 yards of concrete to pour, and Ooh. I was like, I was like, okay, well, I've done. I can, you know, I just need a little. I need I need a guide. Yeah. Right. Uh, because it was I was impatient. Mm. Right. Like waiting for the professional. They were so far out. They're so right. backlogged right. with stuff. Six months. Right. Five like months, well, I yeah. can't. I'm not waiting that long. Like they're so backlogged. I was like, well, I can. I can do it. Like I've made poured sidewalks. The only thing is, all I've ever poured is I can reach the middle from either side, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but you know, that's how hard can it be? How hard can right? it be? Right? Can't be that hard. Exactly. So, um, so I get to work, and like all the prepping stuff, like everything, you have, you can have time and patience with the things before the the the. The liquid with the Portland cement arrives. Yeah. Because yeah. the liquid with the Portland cement you gotta get it in. is gonna get hard. Yeah, quick. Yeah. That's what it's gonna do. Yeah. That's it. that's that's the design of that's concrete. The, that's what it does. And uh so all the work I'm I just do do all you know, the the gravel and the forms and the leveling and the rebar. Like I can do all the things. Take, time. take her time, make sure it's Hour right here, a couple hours there. Everything's gonna be great. So then then I call in the guide. I have an uncle who's poured like a million yards of concrete in his lifetime and um and he's not doing that anymore um 
but I just needed the guide, man. Yeah. Just needed the guide. Somebody to look at it and be I, like, you're, yeah, you're need good. need the guide to look at it and say, you're good to go. This mm-hmm. is going to be great. You can do it. Maybe show up on poor day. You know, shout some pointers. Yeah. You know, hey, yeah. hey, yeah. watch, you know, do this over here. Pull yeah. that over there. You know. Yeah. Do some guiding. Make sure it slopes this way. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. he, uh, and he looked at it and he said, um, you're out of your mind <laughs> if you think you're going to pour this. <laughs> yeah. You know, because <laughs> you need dudes there. And I said, oh yeah. oh, yeah, I got a, I got a crew. And he's like, how many of them are concrete <laughs> finishers? And I was like, well, you know, one's I a heavy, one's con- a heavy equipment con- operator. <laughs> one's a drafter. I haven't, one's an engineer. Um, you know, like this CAD designer, we're, qu- we are qualified, right? Concrete pour. And he's like, no, no, you're out of your mind. <laughs> Do not order the, the truckloads. Of stuff that's gonna get hard. Yeah, that you're gonna pay a lot of money for, and then once it gets poured and it looks like junk, you're gonna have to pay more money to tear it out to redo it. It's gonna be horrible. Yeah. Anyway, so that's where. Listen to the guide. Yeah. Listen to the guide. Uh, you know, here's here's an interesting point though that I thought about um, with this though. So M- Moses's father-in-law though was uh, not just. Joe Blow off the street, though, right? Like, he was, uh, wasn't he a, a, a priest or, um, like a high priest or something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Um, and, and so, like, he has some legitimacy in his kind of approach, right? So, when you went for a guide, you went for a guide that had knowledge well, in what you were, and, you know, doing. And here's the most important thing about being an effective guide. So, if we're talking about being a guide yeah. to others, not yeah. just seeking out the guide, but being. Right. Only effective through relationship. Through relationship. It is only effective through relationship. Very few, very few would be effective not through relationship. Yeah. Although, I mean, in, in your in your example, right, the it was your uncle who you have a relationship with, but you could have also called in three contractors and been like, Hey, uh, but blah, there would have been blah. the big grain of salt where they would have been like, oh, don't do this. You're out of your mind. R- right. Then I would have been, been like, like, well, am I out of my mind? Watch right. me. But um, I think for most people, right, that aren't stubborn, um, you can you can listen to a few experts. And I'll, maybe I'll give an example. Um, when you're when you're wanting to buy a new phone or a new laptop or a new whatever. Right? I ask you, Keith. Well, you do. Because I just mean I mean in general, in general, right? Um, you take you go to YouTube, you do some reviews, you listen to other people, you're gonna buy a refrigerator, right? Well, how's the reviews? Well, these just are random people, but they've got the product, they've had experience with the product, and they're giving a review, right? Uh, maybe, so, or it could just be a sham. It could be a sham. Falsified but fake reviews. This That's is why what I generally own. people do. Uh, and they take some advice. They don't necessarily are like because, you know, you, you 20 refrigerators, this is the best refrigerator ever. Like, you don't buy 20 refrigerators, right? But you take that input and you and you add it with other input to make a decision, right? So you can you can, I think you can be an, an, a, a quasi-guide um, with just having the knowledge, right? And then people seeing that you have the knowledge and, and listening to you. But, but you're just... right. To be a true guide, you have to have a relationship. So, yeah, I say focusing because... If you're going to take advice, 
you're going to take advice from someone you would go to right. for advice. Something sure. I learned recently um, uh, from a book, uh, and it was it was a parenting book, Helping Middle Schoolers. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's that transitional time, and uh, middle schoolers take a lot of... But you don't know the person that wrote the book. Exactly. Um, so I'm just... Disproving yourself. No, I'm sharing <laughs> this theory. Okay, okay. I haven't proved it yet, and don't take my guidance as a as a guide but logically it rationalizes itself okay um by saying whenever as middle schoolers you can get kind of overwhelmed by mm -hmm. all the inputs mm -hmm. uh, of peers mm -hmm. uh and um being being accepted and uh, socially it's a it's a well, yeah, in most middle schools, don't you bounce classes? So, yeah. So instead of having one teacher or two teachers, social right? Time, it's like bam, right? bam, 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 bam. Dif maybe different kids in the class and different different social groups. So yeah. Anyway, so the little nugget of wisdom is is to help not just middle school but all of us. Um, don't don't uh, bother yourself with inputs, mm -hmm. advice. Mm -hmm from someone that you, or or comments on the way you're doing things from someone you wouldn't go to for advice to begin with. Oh, Does sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, if I wouldn't come to you with purchase electronics purchasing advice mm -hmm. and you were just forthright, like, giving me electronics purchasing advice, like, you yeah. just followed me around. I just walked up to you, you and was like, Mitch, you have the wrong came phone. To my, came to my house and like hey, that's <laughs> that's the wrong TV. That was a dumb. That was a dumb what, are what are you doing there? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like boy, what a moron! Why'd you buy that? Right? Um, it was a horrible purchasing decision. Uh, why would I let that bother me? Right. Unless you're the person I would go to for advice in that situation mm. to begin mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's what I'm. That's actually kind of a life lesson, I think. Yeah. That's not even just middle school. That's like I think Yeah, but if you can learn overall, it then if you can learn it then, it's yeah. It's, it's it'll a, help it'll help you survive, right? The earlier you learn yeah. that. I like that. I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna use it. All right. So I'll, this is a great question. So when it comes to like so it, here's the thing, right? Like I think a lot of people don't think about it that often. So I want everybody to pause for a minute and think about your life's purpose, right? Your, your mission in life, right? Cause I think, I think we get caught in the day-to-day minutiae of, I gotta get the kids to school. I gotta go to work. I gotta eat lunch. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Right. And then, and then the day's gone. Um, but we, we should all have a, a, now, you know, what's, what's weird about this too, is I think this is a generational thing too, but um, we should all have some kind of, life mission or purpose, right? Like, why are we doing all this stuff, right? Um, and so do you, do you focus on, do you find yourself in the, in the, in that, in that mission more of the hero or the doer or the guide guiding others in their mission and purpose? So when you say it's a generational thing, are you meaning it is a an evolution over your lifetime? Because I think I think if you're if you're 
if you're out there listening and you're 16 and you feel yourself being the guide, mm -hmm. you may be misguided. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you could be a hero in the making. Mm -hmm. um, but um, also, if you're out there um, listening and you're 95 and you think you're the hero in the making, maybe you should be guiding. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's twofold, right? So I, when I say generational, I think that it's um, like two prong. One, to your point, it's it's life experience that helps you transform from the doer to the guider, right? Um, but also, I think about you know the uh, the and I've 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 read a bunch of um, stuff you know, books and stuff like that on this. Um, the generation, like our generation today is much more experiential than the previous generation, right? So for example, um, my my parents and grandparents had all the fine chinas for like generations of, of people, right? So like, you know, my... My mom's fine china, my my grandma's fine china, my great aunt's fine china. Well, like I don't I don't care about passing on my fine china to my kids. Right? Like that's just, that's a, a, a tactical thing, right? Um I care more about having a great vacation that the kids experiential. Experience that's what yeah, it's so it's experiential, right? And so I think what happens is with with things like work or your day-to-day -day life, we are more, we look, our generation looks more for purpose in what we do. Uh, we don't just want to go and get a paycheck and come home. You'll find people that are like that. I just want to go and get a paycheck and go home. But gen speaking generally, we want to feel like the work has a purpose. Like we're doing something. Mm -hmm. We're helping people or we're, you know, whatever, right? Um, the previous kind of couple generations weren't like that they uh, went to they not not fully well when you get into the agrarian culture yeah and um so i want to yeah i want to defend my <clears throat> um all my ladies out there with their china from their great aunts and stuff <laughs> stop, okay stop, stop. um it's okay no this is a this was we've this, I've had we've had this conversation before not with yeah. you i i've had this conversation before yeah okay uh, but the experiential part mm -hmm. um I got this from a, this was a, this was a, a declutter podcast. Mm -hmm. All right. And the experiential part, we don't, we look and we're like, why, what's the big deal? What's the deal with the China? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm it's tracking. the China was at grandma's house mm -hmm. where the experience right. happened. Yep. The big family meal yep. around the table with the China mm -hmm. was, was, was the, the beach, was right. the beach vacation. Yeah. For the generation. Yep. So it was the China is the box of shells that they brought back. Yeah. So all my ladies out there with the China, what, I'm, what we're fellas. really trying to saying, or fellas, is that as you pass that down, you have to tell the story. Or create the experience with or, it. Or create the experience with it, right? Like, because that's, that's what, um, you know, that's what. Our generation, our generation looks because to. your memories aren't my memories, right? Exactly, and so this this piece of whatever, you know, uh, I don't I don't necessarily have any context to it, but this cross stitch that hung on the wall at my grandmother's house 
that I saw every time I visited and she talked to me about it is important to me, right? Because of the, to your point, the experience, right? So I just dug you out of your rabbit hole no, and sent you down another one. No, I mean, I mean, I, I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that. But anyway, so uh, off track a little bit, but and so that's why I kind of mean a generational thing is it's also with experience. With that experience, you you tend to become more of a guide. Um, thinking about parenting, right? Like it's kind of like the first guide in your life, right? That never ends. Um, we'll we'll see, but from talking to people with grandkids, they're still a guide to their kids. Right. Um, so yeah, I don't, I think I'm still probably in the, I'm like, I straddle that doing and guiding a little bit, you know, cause again, as a parent, you're trying to guide quite a bit your kids. Um, and I know that there's people around my, sphere of influence that I, I try to help through situations. Um, but then I still find myself needing a lot of, a lot of guidance too. And right. It's a big balance. So if you're, so I think, you know, the question, kind of the question is, do you see yourself as more focused on the, what, you know, the, the information you're using, the correctness of the guiding your, your principles, the knowledge, the, 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 what, or are you more focused on the the who, the the person you're guiding, and it's a balance. If you focus on the who, the person, you're building that relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you're not focusing at all on the what, if you're if you're just willy nilly about the what, then then you've built up a relationship that you can pour into, but what are you pouring in? Yeah. Is your, is your, well, you know, I would also, I would also say though, that some relationships are cyclical too, right? So you may, you may be close to somebody cause they're your neighbor for five years and you're pouring a lot of time and relationship into them and then helping them guide, and then they they move to Florida or something, and you don't see them for a while, and you maybe connect every now and then. But as that relationship kind of, you know, separates, so does your influence on guidance, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I think you're I think you're right. It's that whole balance of um, continuing to build the relationship as you're going as you're going through it, right? Uh, and I think that that's what we just as a as a species sometimes fails to do is we're very uh, r- relational right now, but then when things separate us, we tend to because we're tribal, right? And so when somebody leaves the tribe or the the area mm-hmm. sphere of influence, we tend to find somebody else in the tribe to yeah to that's to just grab a hold of so it, natural human experience and yeah natural yeah you know, and and geographically. Speaking, that's another thing when you're talking generation over generation over generation, um, the experiences people have um, in antiquity was all within a single group of people. There wasn't a lot of moving around and stuff. I listened to the most fascinating podcast talking Mm. about Christmas and the American Christmas traditions of things. 
before there was uh, newsprint and uh, mass publications and before there was rail travel to move stuff, every single little community and region had their own Christmas tradition stuff. Mm-hmm. But once there was mass advertisement of of Coca-Cola and oh, yeah. print media mm-hmm. and and travel. Ice skating and, with a exactly. with a barrel fire, right? And right. it's like, oh, that's the Christmas tradition. Yeah, yeah, which you know, that concept born in the in the Northeast then spreads to, mm-hmm. you know, places where nothing freezes ever. ever. <laughs> but it's but it's part of the it's part of our whole yeah. You know, American Christian Christmas experience mm-hmm. view, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think that plays into into some of what we're dealing with. Also, on um, we have to cut ourselves slack for the world we live in compared to what our um, other groups, uh, the groups before us, were able to do um, in smaller community that that um, those those relationships stayed in the whole time. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of influx of moving in and out. Yeah, so I think we'll, I think I want to wrap this up with um, a final question, and it's not a question that I think we can answer, but it's a question we should consider, right? Um, and it's really, uh, as you go through the week, who are you being called to guide? Right? Like, who in your who in your influence have you built that relationship with and are maybe in need of some guidance? Not not like, you know, like you said, knock on the door and go in and, and start pointing at things and you know, like you this is a bad decision, that's a bad decision, that's a bad decision. But um Who could you spend a little who more could you spend a little more time with intentional intentional who do you have a relationship with mm-hmm. that you could spend a little more intentional guiding with? And then the flip of that is who who are you called to guide, but you haven't earned mm. you haven't earned the right mm. to guide yet yeah. through relationship building. So there's probably there's probably an and it's an either or there, but um kind of flip that invert that question if you want mm, to and be one. like, hey, I have I have the skills to guide this person, but I haven't I haven't invested in building the relationship yeah. and earned the right to do it. Well, all right. Till next about time. Till Think next about time. that. Catch we'll you on the you. flip side. Bye.